Today we are joining in one of the most exciting parts of being part of the family of God the, and being part of the body of Christ. And the, we're witnessing the baptisms of four of our church family, of Evelyn, of Jenny, of Aaron, and of um, Andy. And I, yeah, that's good. Very exciting. And I want to talk a bit, a bit first and just remind us of what baptism is. And then we're going to get down to business and we're going to celebrate with these guys as they enter the waters of baptism. The baptism pool is all nice and hot, thanks to Andy, Andrew. Um, so um, we're excited for this today. So um, firstly, um, baptism is a confession of faith. Those who are being baptized believe that Jesus died that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, defeating death. It certainly doesn't mean that you've got all your Christian understanding together so we can baptize you. It's not about having everything sorted um, and being um, good enough. You know, as you know, um, in the New Testament, baptism often happened very early in somebody's life. Like the Ethiopian eunuch who'd been a believer for only five minutes when he was baptized by Philip. Throughout Scripture, we see that um, when people believed, they were baptized. Acts 2 verse 41 says, Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Acts 8 12, But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So in being baptized today, Evelyn, Jenny, Aaron, and Andy are publicly confessing that Jesus is Lord of their life. Baptism is a visible sign of grace and salvation, a sign of God's forgiveness, and it's a confession of our faith. But there's more to it than that. The Bible says when you get baptized, you are burying your old man or your old woman. When we are plunged um, below the waters of baptism, we are somehow mystically baptized into the death of Jesus Christ. The water here, the water becomes for us a grave where we die to our old self, to our old life and our false self, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with so that we're no longer slaves to sin. Sin is no longer our master. The power of sin is broken over our lives. Does that mean we sin no more? No, but the power of sin has been broken over our lives. And when Satan comes and tempts us or comes to accuse us, we can say, no, sorry, you've got the wrong person. That person used to live here, but they, would, they died and they were buried with Jesus Christ. That person, that old person has gone. We say, Satan, you can't accuse us any longer because I am a new creation. I have a new father, God the Father. But that's not all. Wait, there's more. <laughs> um, Romans 6, 3 to 4 says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus we're baptized into his death, just as we've talked about. It then goes on to say, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. When we come out of, 
come up out of the water, when these guys come up out of the water today when they're baptised, they will rise into newness of life, into the newness of Jesus' own resurrection. How amazing is that? We get to walk in new life, to the new life of belonging to Jesus. Colossians 2.12 emphasises the same point. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptised, and with him you were raised to new life. Why? Because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Jesus from the dead. God offers, uh, offers resurrection not only as a doctrine to be believed, but as a reality to be lived. In other words, we not only believe in resurrection, we get to practice it. We get to live in resurrection life where we offer ourselves to God to live for him. And the doorway to this resurrection life is baptism. If you like, um, baptism is our Red Sea um, crossing. God has taken us out of Egypt and the bondage of sin, and he's led us to the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. When you are baptized, you're showing the world that your old self has gone, it is buried with Christ, and that you are now a new creation. Not only is it a declaration to the world, to your friends, to your family, it's a declaration in the spirit realm. There's a spiritual event that's happening here this morning. Today, Evelyn, Andy, Jenny, Aaron, when you come up out of the water, there will be a fresh empowering in your life as you commit yourself to follow your Lord and Saviour. Take it, receive it, it's yours. Something else that happens in baptism is that through baptism, we are clothed with Christ. Galatians um, 3.27 says, For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. For all you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Don't you love it? That you have clothed yourself to, with Christ. There's that identification with Jesus. As we follow him and live for him, and as we continue to grow in him, because it's a journey, when people look at us, they should see Jesus. Um, but we recognize it's a lifelong journey whereby the Spirit we are seeking to be daily changed. If you've been baptised, you are clothed or covered with Jesus. It's interesting um, that the word baptism comes from the Greek baptizo, which means to fully immerse in liquid. One um, place where this word was used in the ancient world was in the dyeing of clothes. The clothes were taken and they were baptized in a huge vat of dye. And the effect was that the dye would get right through all the clothes and completely color them. 
It was a process um, of getting the clothes right into and under the liquid so that they could be completely changed. Um, in baptism, we also receive a new identity. Those who go through the waters of baptism come through those waters into a new family as citizens of God's kingdom with a new identity as a child of God. We now carry the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. N.T. Wright puts it like this. Baptism is the formal outward sign before, one, before God, one's family, the wider community, and the whole church that you are leaving your old identity behind and entering the new life of God's people in Messiah. Which brings me to my final point, and that is that um, baptism is part of knitting into the family of God. That's why it's important that we as a church join the celebration this morning. Everyone who has been baptized is declaring to the spirit world whose they are. And as we come together, we are declaring the new community of God that is being built right here. So today, we rejoice with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We rejoice with Evelyn, with Jenny, with Andy, and with Aaron, who are affirming their faith in Jesus Christ through the new covenant celebration of baptism. In a minute, I'm going to invite everyone to stand and to join those being baptized today in declaring the Apostles' Creed. Then I'm going to pass over to Kevin, who's going to facilitate the actual baptisms. For those of you who are not familiar with the Apostles' Creed, um, the early Christians developed short, simple summaries of faith. And these short statements became known as creeds. With the word creed coming from the Latin word credo, which means I believe and I trust. People who were preparing for baptism in the early centuries of the Christian church learned a short summary of what Christians believe. And one of those versions became accepted as the Apostles' Creed because it was thought to, um, to include the essential teachings of the 12 apostles of Jesus' earliest followers. And it was into that faith of the apostles that the Christians were and are baptised. The Apostles' Creed is one of two creeds, the other being the Nicene Creed, which have remained important to the church universal. And so as we say the creed, we join Christians past and present and from all over the world in proclaiming our common faith. So would you all stand and say with, say with me, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Let's just go through it slowly. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven 
He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Oh, we're not done. Hang on. <laughs> oh. We were, oh, let I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 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 It's so good, isn't it? Have a seat.